Julie. <laughs> Hi, Christine. <laughs> Did I freeze? No, I don't think you froze. I think both of us were like, who's going to talk? How are you? I'm good. I did not announce to my family that I'm recording. I hope they just assume so they don't like come like, you know, hollering for me. But yeah, I'm good. We're going to tomorrow. It's like our spring break officially starts. So we're going to go on a little mini getaway. I haven't gone. I haven't traveled in a super, super long time. So I'm excited. So yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I went to a concert last night, little local band called Pat K or the K brothers. Fun. Uh, Fantastic. Look, they're so good. They're so good. I should, I should see if I could have them on the show, but we went to that and it was outside because it was day and it was fantastic. And uh, it's Friday and I'm good. Do you have a today years old? I do actually. So yesterday was a holiday. Some would call it a holiday. St. Patrick's Day, right? And I worked yesterday yeah. at the boutique and they, you know, the, the store wanted to do some like social media content. So they're like, oh, let's do a little St. Patrick's Day, like boomerang in our Instagram stories. So like, okay, so wave. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, she's like posting it and she's like, is it St. Patrick's? Is it St. Patty's? And then she's like, I'm going to look it up. I don't want to do mess it up. And she's like, oh my God, it's St. Patty with a D. I was like, what? No, it's not. She's like, yeah. I, so I was like, that's weird. And she's like, I'm just going to do Patty with T because that's what I know. Or actually I think she did St. Patrick's. She spelled it out. But anyway, so if you Google, is it St. Patty's with a T or Patty with a D as the name Patty is the shortened version of the feminine name, Patricia, the term St. Patty's day is downright incorrect. The term has been deemed disrespectful by the Irish community. The correct abbreviation for Patrick is Patty with a D, P-A-D-D-Y. Did you know that? Oh, the English language. I said it. I said it last time. I mean, how are we all to know this? Okay, so I know, like, I have a friend named Patrick, but he goes by Pat. I don't call him Pad. You know, like. I mean, I, I don't know. It's weird. Is it they're, they're, are they feminizing it? Are they masculine? What's the deal? Well, I mean, will we ever know why the name Richard can be shortened to Dick? I right. mean, none of this stuff really makes sense. <laughs> How did Robert become Bob? I don't know. So, right. I mean, I don't know Patrick's that go by Patty. That's right. just downright weird. Like, where are the Patrick's that are going by Patty? Well, he actually did go by Patty, like P-A-T-T-Y. Like he, he, they used to call him Patty, like P-A-T-T-Y, but not D. Your friend? Uh-huh. Your friend by Patty? Uh-huh. But not with a D. It wasn't Patty, like knick-knack paddywhack. Oh, wait. Knick-knack paddywhack, give the dog a bone. Is that with a T or is it with a D? Anyway, St. Patty's Day is P-A-D-D-Y. You know, I feel like visually that's correct. If I was going to write it and I tried to write Saint P-A-T-T-Y, I would look at that and be very confused and I would have to Google it. It does sound weird and look weird, but the D's seem wrong too. And I just don't love any of it. Right. Here, here's what I have to say. If your name is Patrick, please just go by Pat or Patrick. If your name is Patricia, go by Pat or Patty with T's and do not stray from either of those options. Okay. Who, okay. who died and made you boss? Ew, it's all so calm. You're right. Ew, it's weird. That's why I don't like it. It's really stressing me out. This is a podcast where we're talking about songs. 
And we talk about the lyrics in those songs and we talk about what those lyrics mean, what they might mean, what they mean to other people, what they really mean. And it's my turn to have a song and I have a song. Oh, yes. What you got for us today? Yeah, this is a genre that we haven't touched. We haven't talked about. It has not been anywhere on our radars. And it came to me a couple of days ago. And that genre is reggae. That artist is Bob Marley. Okay. But the song is not probably in your top three Bob Marley songs. I'm doing Redemption Song by Bob Marley. Oh, okay. I'm here for that. You know, okay. You know it? I do. Yes, I do know it. Uh-huh. I, it's a great song. Okay. It's beautiful. I fell in love with it a million more times the last oh, couple Oh, I'm days. so excited. Okay. Here are the lyrics. Old pirates. Yes, they rob I. Sold I to the merchant ships. Minutes after they took I from the bottomless pit. But my hand was made strong by the hand of the almighty. We forwarded in this generation triumphantly. Won't you help me to sing these songs of freedom? Because all I ever have, redemption songs. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Have no fear for atomic energy because none of them can stop the time. How long shall they kill our prophets while we stand aside and look? Some say it's just a part of it. We've got to fulfill the book. Won't you help me to sing these songs of freedom? Because all I ever have, redemption songs. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. Have no fear for atomic energy, because none of them can stop the time. How long shall they kill our prophets while we stand aside and look? Some say it's just a part of it. We've got to fulfill the book. Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Because all I ever had, redemption songs. All I ever had, redemption songs. These songs of freedom. Songs of freedom. Wow. Oh my gosh. Huh. Did he write it? Oh, you'll get into that. You'll get into that. He did. Um, the only thing I really know he did, okay, about this song, I don't know a whole lot at all. And hearing the seeing the lyrics, because I've only heard the song, I've never really paid too close attention to the lyrics. But I thought I remember something about it being about um slavery. But that's the only thing I know or like I kind of know about the song. Uh, when you say slavery, you mean physical, like enslaving people to do work for you. Yes. School me. What's interesting about this, Robert Nesta Marley was born on February 6th, 1945, and he died on May 11th, 1981. Mm -hmm. um, and he died of cancer that progressed over a long period of time. Um, it actually started as like a melanoma on the skin and spread. And I think there's people that think that he ignored this. So he died in May of 1981. And this song is the last song on the last album he ever did, which was called Uprising. And that really? was in 1980. Yeah. So he died know. on May 11th, 81 at the age of 36. And this is the last song on the last album. 
So, yeah. so I'm going to talk about an article that was written on the American Songwriter website. It was written in 2020 by a writer named Jim Belviglia. Okay. So he says this, what if you had the chance to leave a final message before dying? What would you say? Ooh. It would have to be something that summed up everything that you stood for in life. You would also like to inspire those that you left behind. While oh. there's no indication that Marley knew for sure that this song would be his last recorded document, the contemplative mood of Uprising, the album, and the fact that he had been battling cancer for years seems to suggest that he knew the end was near. The fact that Redemption Song has such a drastic departure from his other recordings is also evidence that Marley had a fond farewell in mind. Instead of the reggae beats for which he is known, this song presents Marley alone with an acoustic guitar. So I think that's pretty telling. You know, I, um, of course, Bob Marley is considered in the reggae genre, but this song certainly does not have the reggae instrumentals. Yeah. Um, it's just him like and the an acoustic. Or the percussion. It's, it's an acoustic. Yes. Just him right. and a guitar. And this author suggests that the story behind Redemption Song is a narrator who has been persecuted for years only to overcome it all with heavenly aid leading to triumph. It was as if Marley was letting his millions of fans know that he was going to be all right in his next journey. Just as the line implies, his own Rastafarian faith was giving him strength in what must have been a time of great pain and fear. So if you look at the very first verse, he said, old pirates, yes, they rob I, minutes after they took I. So instead of saying yeah. me, he says I. Huh. I don't have an explanation for that. But it says that, that he was in a bottomless pit, but that his hand was made strong by the almighty. Okay. And allowed his generation to be triumphant. You know, this author is saying he's in a dark place and his faith is bringing him out of that. Right, right. As the song progresses, Marley turns his gaze outward to his adoring fans and gives them word of advice. To do this, he borrows from a speech by noted orator Marcus Garvey, whose views on uniting all those of African descent were a strong influence on Rastafarian principles. So he's called a prophet by some. Marcus Garvey gave a speech and he said, we are going to emancipate ourselves from mental slavery because while others might free the body, none but ourselves can free the mind. Mind is your only ruler, sovereign. The man who is not able to develop and use his mind is bound to be the slave of the other man who uses his mind. So emancipate ourselves from mental slavery. Those are the exact words that Marley uses in his song. So yeah, you said it's about slavery. I think that's exactly right. When yeah. Mr. Garvey was speaking of this in 1937, there was certainly more, they were much closer to real slavery in the United States, but also in other parts of the world. And I think the argument that Bob Marley is making is that there continues to be all different sorts of slavery, be it physical or mental. Right. And that your best bet of surviving is with a, um, a strong mind. You know, you can be free in your mind, even if you don't feel free in other places. 
Right. And I also think what's interesting is the definition of the word redemption. So this is called redemption song. Mm -hmm. And redemption is defined as the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. Yeah. You know, you think about getting redemption, like getting forgiveness, Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. saved from from evil. It's kind of has a religious connotation to me when I hear that word. Yeah. So it's being saved, you know, this is like a, a nod to being saved from the confines of what's really happening in your world because your mind is free. Wow. This is deep stuff, my friend. I mean, that, I mean, that reigns true. I mean, that's just like, I mean, yeah, if that makes so much sense. And I think that there's like, think a lot of people suffer from, you know, any, all kinds of different mental illnesses and for good I mean, for most of our lives, it was a stigma. You couldn't talk about it. If you were depressed, you didn't talk about it. Nobody knew what anxiety was, but it's like come to light recently. So I feel like in a way, like this song is almost like predicting the future that someday you can have redemption from the darkness that you feel inside and your mental you know, health is, is kind of in a way foreshadowing like what, what was to come maybe in a way. I don't know. I, that's how I feel looking back on it now. That seems kind of powerful. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. I mean, you know, it kind of goes along with like, the only thing you really have control over is yourself, period, yourself, your behavior, your actions. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I've come to believe that I should not believe everything that I think. Don't believe everything that you think. All you can control is yourself. Mm -hmm. And Even your thoughts, actually, you can change if you, you know, emancipate yourself from the mental slavery that we we enslave ourselves with, you know, doubt and self deprecation and just, you know, lack of confidence. And then, like you said, real depression, anxiety and mental health, mental illness. Yeah. You you know, I'm not the most uh, spiritual or religious person, but, you know. I do totally understand the feeling of either I'm in, I'm in such pain, like I'm in such mental misery that, that I need, it makes me want to pray. I have had a feeling of desperately wanting to pray. And I've also had a feeling of such joy that made me want to give gratitude to something higher. Right. So I think that he says, you know, I'm offering this up to the almighty. It doesn't really matter what you see as the almighty. You might not believe in a God, but mm-hmm. believing in something bigger, even if it's the universe or the earth or the stars or whatever your or, belief is. So, yeah, no, that actually, and if you think about it, if you think about the term emancipate from mental slavery, to me, my brain goes to meditation, which is when you reach nirvana, which from my understanding is when you are able to meditate and you have zero thought, you can meditate. You're at, you're at nirvana, I think is when you are so fully immersed in nirvana that are in your um, meditation that you don't have any thoughts. Does that make sense? So it's almost like, like emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Like it could be, you know, looking at, you know, inward to the, you know, Buddhism and to think about, cause I know that when people are, for me, when I'm really deep in those really 
you know, anxious thoughts and I'm having an, an anxiety or a panic attack. The only thing that gets me through it is to listen to a guided meditation. I mean, it's the one, it's like the surefire way to get me through it. I have to listen to, cause I have to, you know, it's mind over matter, but you know, it's kind of like, you have to acknowledge that those feelings are there, but you have to emancipate yourself from that mental slavery. That's where well, I, and I just looked up um, a very brief definition of the Rastafarian religion, a religious movement among black Jamaicans that teaches the eventual redemption of black people and their return to Africa, employs the ritualistic use of marijuana, forbids the cutting of hair and venerates Hail Selassie as a god. I didn't know I'm not, that. I'm not real familiar with who that god is. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I didn't know that either. I did not know that. Huh. Rastafarians believe that they are being tested by God through slavery and the existence of economic injustice and racial downpression rather than oppression. They wait their deliverance from captivity and their return to Zion, the symbolic name for Africa drawn from the biblical tradition. Interesting. So the very heart of Rastafarianism is a belief in God that will save you from slavery and unites people of color in this, like in this united force to get back to their roots and to a time when the color of somebody's skin was not considered anything toward any kind of discrimination. Fascinating. Wow. That is fascinating. Marley also suggests that technological advances pale in comparison to cosmic proofs. Have no fear of atomic energy because none of them can stop time. Like all these things we create with technology, they're nothing yeah. compared to, uh, let's talk about the concepts of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like this big, big truth with time. Uh, this writer says, yet Marley is dismayed at the deaths of the modern day prophets like JFK or MLK at the hands of man. He's calling on his brethren to rise up to biblical standards, quote, we've got to fulfill the book. So he's saying that's a reference to biblical writings. Everyone from Stevie Wonder to Rihanna has taken a crack at this song on various projects. And apparently there is duet by Johnny Cash and Joe Strummer of The Clash, which I looked up and I'll put it in the show notes. So Johnny Cash does this song with a guy from the clash named Joe Strummer. I gotta be honest, I I didn't love, love, love this remake, but I'm gonna still put it in the show notes. Uh, this is interesting from a band you might've heard of called U2. Uh-huh. A little tiny band from Ireland. Maybe well, they're little. not a lot of people have heard of them. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Bono said, I carried Bob Marley's redemption song to every meeting I ever had with a politician, prime minister, or president, it was for me a prophetic utterance, or as Bob would say, the small axe that could fell the big tree. Chorus, the song returns to a simple plea from the performer to his listeners. Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Maybe he needed to ask because he knew the importance of these songs. Or maybe Bob Marley knew that he wasn't going to be around to sing them much longer himself. There is one thing that can be said for sure about Redemption Song. It allowed Bob Marley to go out triumphantly. And then another writer talks about those lines again. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. 
these are the most prophetic lines and important lines of the song. It yeah. is a instruction yeah. manual for sustainable redemption. And um, one artist, one writer says that this line is the ultimate coping strategy that we should all take. The ultimate coping strategy from mental slavery. It is dogmatic, which is why people write it on the walls and on themselves. I read an entire article about with all these pictures, all of these pictures of people that have had this tattooed on their body. Oh, this haunting reggae ballad is a sad song on more than one level. It is sad because writing is much easier than doing such good intentions, emotional freedom, meditation, mindfulness, call it what you will. This is hard work. There's never the time for it. And there's never the time for what is most vital, the most transformative act of your life. The things to which you are enthralled are the very things that will stall the commitment required to escape. Somehow, emancipation from mental slavery is always on the top of tomorrow's to-do list. Redemption songs will be all you ever have. Wow. 